Hello, I'm Denise Roberts, and I have spent 25 years of my career in rooms full of people, helping them create lives where their thoughts, words, and deeds work for them instead of getting in the way. But I didn't start off that way. I started my career hiding on a staircase in tears, petrified. But I'll get into that later. What I learned from the experience is my thoughts, which had me frozen and hiding, were feeding me words that were debilitating. And the words I was saying to myself had me running away from success. On this podcast, we are going to look at how your thoughts become your words, which become your deeds. What do you tell yourself about the world? How do those thoughts affect what you say and do in your life? And how do they affect your relationships and connections with other people at home and in your work life? That's what we'll be unpacking here, how your thoughts can change everything in your life. So let me start off by saying this. I am a business trainer, coach, and consultant. I provide awareness trainings in the areas of why we do what we do, or in some cases, don't do what we do. But before all of that, I was a salesperson. I sold Mary Kay Cosmetics, I sold copiers, I sold motivational seminars, consulting service. I even hired and managed a sales team at one time. Needless to say, I had a constant and consistent focus on meeting and exceeding goals. And I had a major weakness, prospecting. And I couldn't let anybody know about it. You see, I believed I'd have to interrupt people, I'd have to be a bother, I'd have to be an uninvited person, a pest in all sense, before I could get in front of someone. Month after month, I fought an internal battle with myself. I read every book, I listened to every tape, I took every course to get over this pain and discomfort of prospecting for new business and managing, while, while trying to manage to exceed or you know meet even sometimes my sales goals. And this went on for years, exhausting at the very least. Then one day, I put my head down and asked, why does this hurt so much? <laughs> and I came up with six reasons. <clears throat> and then I, I went, okay, how do I make this not hurt? And I came up with four steps. And that was the creation of a painless prospecting process or therapy for myself. And then as I am, I was compelled to share it with others who might be feeling the same way as I was. And that started the business training, coaching, consulting part of my business. But what I discovered along the way is that although I could help others with this problem, uh, if they would just follow my process and my system, right? Which, by the way, generated hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars of additional revenue in as little as 12 weeks. But I still had resistance from the people I was training. So I took a step back and said, what's going on? So now I want to talk to you about something called a results model. So if I were in front of you and had a flip chart, so I want you to imagine this, and if you're not driving or if you got a piece of paper in front of you, write the word results at the top of a page. Okay, everybody wants to improve their results. Right, Randy? Right. <laughs> okay, so Randy's here with me, by the way. Randy's my engineer, so we'll be playing off each other a little bit as we go through this. But... Why not? I, I This is so much fun. <laughs> I, I love doing this. All right. So. Uh, everybody wants to improve the results, whether it's get fit, 
right? Whether it's make more money, whatever it is. So Randy, if you wanna, let's, let's just use get fit. If you or I wanna get fit, what do we gotta do to get fit? What feeds that? Well, I think the first thing you wanna do is examine yourself and decide, um, you asked me this question, and it's very personal to me because I I am a pretty big guy. I've been I was twelve pounds when I was born, nearly wow. twelve pounds, and went full term and came out the front door. Um, it was my poor mother. I can't, I can't imagine. Um, but I've gained and lost a hundred pounds several times, and um, now I'm in a I'm in a place where I'm I'm too big, but I'm more comfortable. You have to decide first how bad you want to be healthy. How bad do you want, you know, do you really want this in your life? And if you don't, you won't commit to it. Well, here's the unique thing in what you're telling me, Randy, is you've been introspective about this. You've yes. actually spent time thinking about this. Plenty. <laughs> the average person, if they, okay, the holidays are coming up. I've got a big class reunion coming up. Let, let's go with that one. I'll use me <laughs> okay. for the example, right? And I'm 25 pounds heavier than I was at my last reunion, right? And I rocked the last year. <laughs> that, was your ten, wanna, that was your tenure, right? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> and I want to exceed that, right? right? Or at least be equal to it, right? So I, I'm going, all right, that's in September. That's I've done the math. That's like, what, 10 months away from now, right? Right. And I'm going 25 pounds, two and a half pounds a month, da, da, da. So the first thing I go to is I got to change my eating habits, sure. right? Yeah. I got to exercise. I got to eat better. I have a husband who loves to cook and mm. if he would only use his powers for good versus evil. <laughs> the man just uses butter and cream and everything. Uh, but nonetheless. Man after my own heart. Yeah, right. <laughs> but nonetheless, so the first thing I'd have to do is change my behaviors. So if I were at a flip chart and we had the word results, I want you to draw underneath that or right underneath that the word behaviors, right? So if you would draw an arrow pointing down to that word behaviors. So right. behaviors are actions, right? We got to do something. I've got to eat less. I've got to work out more. Pretty simple, yeah, right? Right. Okay. And that's where most of us stop. We go to, all right, I've got to work on that. So, the New Year's resolution. Right. Yeah, that's perfect. You know, I'll eat like mad for the holidays and right. then come right. January 2nd. I promise. After all the football games <laughs> right. and all the all the, all the the parties and such. Well, maybe I'll even go to after the Super Bowl, but nonetheless. Sure. But then right? there's Valentine's Day. Oh, well, sh sh don't go there. Right. <laughs> right. So I got to change my behaviors. Right? right. So as a trainer or a consultant, when I work with clients or work with businesses, that's the first thing we went to is, okay, when I created painless prospecting, we got to change your behaviors. Right. So what are you saying? How are you saying it? I'm going to say my words, right? Say it this way. Because everybody wants the, you know, uh, everybody says, I'll do it if I know what to do and how to do it, right? And that's what training is about. And I want to pause there for a second, and I want to bring in something that I learned from a good friend of mine. His name is Chris Major. He's the CEO of the Human... Um, the Human Potential Project, and he says that there's three definitions of learning. Okay. The first level of this of learning is to become aware, okay? I'm aware that I'm not meeting my goals. I'm aware I'm overweight. I'm aware of whatever. The second thing is to understand, so we learn to understand. But the third one is learning to develop a new competency, a new capacity to take action. Right? Right. All right. So let's go back to my model. So we got the results word up here. We got an arrow drawing down to behavior. 
So as a trainer, I would come in and I'd work with people on, got to be aware, okay? Yeah. Now we've got to, so we've got to look at life through the prospect's eyes. What are they thinking? How do we, how do we connect with them? All those kinds of things. Then we got to understand, right? But most consultants, most training stops at behavior. We focus on working on the behavior. If we can right. change the behaviors, and I've done it, and we've generated millions of dollars by changing someone's behavior, but it didn't sustain hmm. because there's a piece underneath that. Just like you've lost weight, I've lost weight, and it didn't sustain. Didn't stick, yeah. And what's underneath that? So there's something that feeds my behaviors. So what do you think that is? That's I don't know. Drum roll, please. Please tell me. <laughs> I really need it's, to know. It's your mindset. It's how yeah, you think, right? Yeah. So if we go back to, I think that I'm a pest if I'm mm -hmm. calling on someone. If I think that they're going to hang up on me, if I think that I better get in and out and I better say it really quickly and I better say it brilliantly so they go, wow, I want to hear more. Right. Right? Yeah. Or if I think I've got to, uh, you know, eat 1,200 calories a day, work out three hours a week, <gasps> you know, all that kind of stuff to get where I want, I can do that for a while, but I can't sustain that. Right. If my internal dialogue... So those are the thoughts. We start with how I think. Then the words I tell myself is, well, you could even say to yourself, I was born a 12-pound baby. I'm right. meant to be a big guy, <laughs> right? Right. I'm not meant to be, you know, a skinny guy. I, I can look at every woman in my family has got big guys. That's an excuse. Guys. <laughs> it's just yeah. an excuse. Well, but it's the story yes. we tell ourselves. Right, yeah. And, if the story, and we could say it's an excuse because a lot of this is simple. It's just not easy. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So the the and again, we're aware. We're aware that it's the words that we say. We we learn new words to say, mm -hmm. right? right? And we um we understand why we've got to use different language with ourselves. But our habits will kick in. Yep. Right? And then there's something called, you know, we have a conscious mind, we have a subconscious mind, but we also have what's called a creative subconscious mind. So okay. think of it as the conscious mind's the tip of the iceberg. The subconscious is the file cabinet that keeps everything, that every experience, every emotion, everything that's ever happened to us in our life. Right. It's the, the stuff on the, the files on the top of the cabinet are what's, what you access all the time. Right. Right. Okay. And the storage is in, in the file right. cabinet. But the stuff that's in the files in the storage is where you want to get to. Is that a fairly yep. good and so, analogy? Well, but it, it, it usually gets triggered. Right? Mm -hmm. So um, the smell of a particular kind of cooking. Mm. My Co cookie. Cookie. <laughs> Baking. Okay. All right. That's why they, they uh, in the malls, what is it that's... Um, oh, Cinnabon. Yes, yeah, Cinnabon yeah. and Mrs. Fields, right? Um, uh. By the way, on that note, uh, we're from Michigan, yes. you know, uh, Mackinac Island, right? Mm -hmm. With the fudge. Oh, of course. Well, I, I learned this. This is an interesting story. Um, Riba Fudge. Sure, yeah. There's lots of fudge companies up there. Uh, Harry Ribo was quite the promoter and, and uh, sales guy. And he figured out that he needed to vent that smell yeah. out into the street. Yeah, yeah. And then he had people lined up, <laughs> right? So it's, it's those th triggers, though. So a smell will trigger something. Yeah. A look that someone might give you will trigger something. It could be a teacher that you had a negative experience with, right? Right, yeah. I had this uh, business partner 
who wore um, readers. You wear readers. Oh, yeah. Right? I've got about 15 pairs scattered around but the she'd, house of my But she'd car. keep them on her nose and she'd keep them down, right? Yeah. The very worst experience I ever had when I was prospecting was um, I called on a company and um, I was excited and exuberant about one of these motivational seminars I was selling. And I asked for the uh, managing partner. It was in a um, stock brokerage firm. Okay. And the man comes out and uh, thinking that I could be a great prospect for him or whatever, he comes out and says, how may I help you? And I said, I'm here to help you. We've got this program coming to town. Blah, 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 blah. And I go into all this. He looks down those glasses at me and he says, how dare you? Oh, oh it gets worse. Ouch. How dare you waste my valuable time on your trivial crap? Get Ooh. out of my office. Wow. Right? Ouch. So it took every fiber in my being not to cry in front of well, him. Yeah. <laughs> I walked outside and burst into tears, right? Mm -hmm. So I had built this emotion inside of me that said, uh, people in authority, people who wear glasses down on their nose, <laughs> are looking down upon me and judging me. Right? Got it. Yeah. So I. Uh, Whenever I, whenever my business partner would do that and look at me like that, I would just start to cringe inside and get Ugh. very defensive. Yeah. Right. And and it's just I just say I wasn't even aware it was happening. Sure. Right. But if I could say to her, Diane, just take the glasses well, you just, off yeah. for a minute. <laughs> you know, look at me. You're killing me with the glasses. <laughs> yeah, and but, how are and she? How is she supposed to understand that? Right. right? And I wasn't aware until sure. I could tap into that. That was triggering something. Right. Yeah, right. But I digressed a little bit. So I was talking about your your conscious, your subconscious. But then there's your creative subconscious, and right. your creative subconscious is how you perceive you are. So if you perceive that you are a B student, that when you start to get A's, you go, oh, that's not like me. And you work yourself back to getting to be a B student. Mm, but yeah. if you're a B student and you get a C, you go, that's not like me. And you work yourself back up to get to a B. Right. Right. The same is true in anything, whether it's our fitness, whether it's our sales goals, whether it's our personal goals, if if the mindset that we have, but first we have to be aware of it, if the mindset is, I am a close but no cigar. I get close to getting my goals, but they don't happen. Right. I saw this in my own business when I first started setting big goals, that I was always six months off, right? Oh, yeah. So it would take six months longer than I anticipated. But I didn't allow that to be a learning lesson. Instead, I made it well, I just got to set a bigger goal. Yeah, and yeah. I well, just, that's a pretty typical approach. Yeah, though. you know, you've, you. In fact, uh, during the in the diet programs, that's one of the things they they taught you about is resetting your goals weekly. If you've you know, if your goal is to lose twenty pounds, then you have to reset your goal once you've reached it. And if you don't continue to reset your goals, then you fall back. Yeah, you'll fall back. Right. Because you know it's like okay, this is this is good. I got to the end result that I wanted. I looked great at the class reunion, <laughs> right? But then it's like okay, and and you can make, we make excuses up. We have all these stories that we tell ourselves. Hey, I'm not as bad as that person. Right. <laughs> Especially at the class reunion, yeah. where you can always find. Right. somebody who's worse off than yeah, you are. Yeah, 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 right. So it's it's just how we how we process and we look at things. So 
what I've done in our business is I've taken the focus of awareness training first for people. And the focus is on how they communicate. The, uh, if they're afraid to reach out to speak to someone, I'll use, uh, we have a course called The Art of Networking, which we've renamed The Art of Connecting. And many, many people will come to this and say, I'm just, you know, an introvert. I'm not good at this. This is meant for extroverts. So they're already the words. The thought is, I'm not good at this. Right. So yeah. then the words they tell themselves reinforce it. Right? Yeah. And then the action is, I'll go because my boss is making me go. <laughs> but I'm going to hang out with people I know and survive the night and then go home. Right? And maybe talk to one stranger if they happen to walk up to me. Hopefully an extrovert will come up and say, hey, tell me about you. So what do you do? <laughs> yeah. And I say, I do X, Y, Z. And then they go, oh, let me tell you about me. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's what they're looking for. Yeah. They're looking for a warm body. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, by the way, in my class, I work on both halves of that. The extroverts to tune into the person that they're across from and the introverts to tune into the person. Because when you Got take it. the focus off of you and you focus on the other person, everything changes. But what I've seen in our trainings is that whether it was painless prospecting, art of connecting, whatever it is, there is a mindset that's driving everything. So when they become aware of, so that's the first part of it, they become aware of it, they learn what's working for them and not working from that, they understand, and then from there, we now add a piece of experiential training. Yeah, okay. Because the last part of that is getting them to competency. And right. the only way you can get to competency is how. How do you get there? Follow the steps. Do it again yeah. and again yeah, repetition. and again, right? Right, resetting your goals. Okay, well, I gotta lose five more. <laughs> and then watching, because that's, that's where we've done the trainings, but then we've added the coaching because I can, I can be doing that from a direction of, Oh, I lost five. If I didn't, if I wasn't such a jerk and let myself get so overweight, I wouldn't have to do this. Yes. So yeah. negative self-talk, so, yeah. which yeah. leads, I don't know about you, but when negative comes up for me, it puts me in an eating frenzy. I'm oh, usually yeah. in front of the refrigerator. I mean, self-talk is, is so important and, and changing that mindset is so critical to, to accomplishing anything. Right. Because if you, you're right, if you decide who you are, well, then that's who you are. If you decide you, you're a, a B student, you're pretty good, um, then that's what you're going to be. But it, if we all were to just consider ourselves to be more outstanding, yeah. then it would follow. You right. And eh, I like what I'm doing. The money will come. You know what I mean? Right. If you If you just um, if you just let yourself push yourself to be that much better every time, ultimately you're going to achieve ultimate. Success. Yeah, and if we come well, look back, at me, I just put it all in a just a you big did it. bowl you with rocked. a top Woo. on it. <laughs> I just we're gonna save the world, Denise. Yeah, we're gonna change the world. Yeah. Well, again, it's like you said. If I get to that uh, understanding, so I can get there. But then, how do I? Again, it's it's Sus changing yeah. it. But it's changing that I can be different. I am better, right? And then, but your creative subconscious goes, no, you're not. Look at the evidence. Yeah, right, 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 right. right. So that's <laughs> the piece that you have to be working on and be uh, aware and understand and practice. 
So it's about next time we're going to talk about practicing self-talk. Right. And such. Yeah. So how do you get to Carnegie Hall? Yeah. Practice, practice, yeah. practice. Right. So very good. Well, thank you, Randy. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank this you for having great. me. Yeah. Maybe we'll do this again sometime. Maybe. Thank you for listening to Thoughts, Words, and Deeds, where we'll share how to have your thoughts, words, and deeds work for you instead of against you. <laughs>